Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, where we are here to tell you all about the beautiful world of wrestling. Today we're going to be discuss- discussing SmackDown Live from August the 20th, 2019. I can't do it anymore. That's that's as long as I can do. What do you think? I was I was wondering if you were going with the Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to be like a like a radio host, like a a very like uh, you know calm. Like if you've ever seen Parks and Recreation, like an NPR. Or, yeah, the comedian guys. Like, welcome to thoughts for your thoughts. Like that's that's what I was going for. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Um, because Won't I told you, be my neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yes, my name is Matt Sin. I'm here with Chris Cumby and Kyle Polly, and Chris comes before Kyle because, and I cannot top what I did on Raw last night, it's so true. I'm not even going to try. It it's was too true. good. It was absolutely incredible. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, because I'm a terrible friend, and I forgot about this day in wrestling history yesterday until I saw it in the little chat in the bottom. There's your your little uh, peek in the box, guys. Don't give away let's, our secrets, Matt. <laughs> let's do let's do this day in wrestling history. Go ahead, Chris. This day in wrestling history. So, um, because I was out last week, I do have two for this week. Uh, For this day in wrestling history, August 22nd. Let's see. In 1999, 1999, WWE (laughs) (laughs) presented SummerSlam. And in the main event, now this was at the Target Center at Min- in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the uh, main event uh, featured Mankind, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Triple H in a triple threat match for the WWF Championship. Minnesota Governor Jesse the Body Ventura was the <laughs> special referee. And Mankind won that match. Wow. That's great. To win the WWF championship. So that was in 99. So that was 19 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then in uh, 2005, uh, on Raw, uh, John Cena defeats Chris Jericho in a you're fired match to (laughs) (laughs) to retain the WWE championship. And uh, Chris Jericho was promptly fired. Now I still remember them carrying him out. I watched that show. Yes. Now, in reality, he was just written off because his contract expired, and he did not come back to the company until November of 2007. Yep. But if that's we all remember that match, us, right? yeah, that's when he saved us. Yeah. Yes. They, if you all remember that match, he they they drug him out. Yep. Uh, and carried him out as he was yelling and screaming like a baby. I wonder if yep. those guys made the list. <laughs> stupid idiot i guarantee you they made the list i guarantee yes. you. oh man so let's, let's talk about smackdown um smackdown was very interesting this week and much like raw it had a had a it was a great opening uh and oh boy that ending so we're, let's let's talk about it so we opened up with randy orton coming out and let me tell you this randy orton is my favorite Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just such a jerk, and he makes you hate his guts, and he's so good at what he does. And he said he called Kofi Kingston stupid like six different times, and it got a little repetitive, but I didn't care. It was just so good. And New Day's music hits, and Randy Orton's staring at the ramp, right? But Kofi Kingston is not an idiot. 
like most baby faces are. And just like Randy Orton did to him on the night before, he turns around and gets surprised with his finisher. So Randy Orton turns around, Kofi Kingston trouble and paradises him in the face. And it blows my mind how good Kofi is about timing the trouble in paradise. He always does it so well. Um, and knocks him out. So he says, this is for Woods. He takes a chair and puts it around Randy Orton's leg. And he's about to stomp on the chair. But the Revival comes out, and he beats the tar out of the Revival. But Randy Orton, just like the snake he is, slides out of the ring and slithers up the ramp. It was great. I mean, he was literally crawling up the ramp as Kofi's music was playing. It was it, it was really good, and it put it really put Kofi over. Yeah, this this Randy definitely is the the Randy that we've been waiting for. You know, we've been talking about last uh, on the Raw show um, just about how he is, you know, paired with the Revival and and how he's just he just he's better when he has people to tell what to do. Right. He's got that evil maniacal look and. Uh, what, what I like, too, is that Kofi's not like this, the face that just gets beat up. You know, right. I mean, he, he's going after them. And I and I like that. I like that a lot. And it, it also gives him a little more of an edge, even though he's Mr. Throwing Pancakes. He can still take a chair and kill you. So, yeah, you know, I agree. It's nice to have that. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's it. I just I'm not going to lie to you guys. Randy Orton's always been one of my favorite sports entertainment type wrestlers. And. A couple months ago, I was like, "Man, he's just—he's—he. They just need to get rid of him. He's not doing anything. You know, he's one of the greatest champions of all time, and he's just going out there losing. He's essentially a main event, Sami Zayn. I, I didn't care about Randy Orton, and boy howdy, when Randy Orton really wants to, he can really turn it on. And I think that he's really enjoying this, and I think that he's." really doing his best to put Kofi over because of what he did to him 10 years ago. And honestly, I'd be totally okay. I think I said this last week. I'd be totally okay if Orton came away as a champion. I think Kofi needs to win this this uh, this feud to make his title reign really mean something. But Orton's at the point now where he could win and it would it would elevate the title. He's doing so well. I really think that. So from really good to really WTF, we go backstage. <laughs> Watch your language. Kevin Owens. Yeah, 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 G-rated show. Uh, Kevin Owens go backstage, and he said, says to Shane McMahon, he walks into Shane's office, and says, you called me, and Shane, no, no, wait, hold on a second. I'm trying to make sure I, either way, it doesn't matter. Someone called someone, and Kevin Owens basically is begging Shane McMahon to go and reconsider this $100,000 fine from SmackDown last week. And, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm going, what? Like, I'm rubbing my temples, and I'm like, what are they doing with Kevin Owens? Like, they're essentially making him the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. And now he's like, Shane, I know we grew up in different paths. $100,000 to use nothing. But, like, this is for my kids, and I want to speak to you father to father. I want you to reconsider. And Shane's like, all right, fine, Kevin, I'll consider it. Then Shane McMahon refuses Kevin Owens' hand. Kevin Owens reached out his hand to shake Shane McMahon's hand. It was so dumb. And Shane goes, not there yet, Kevin. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst segment I've seen in a long time. Could you ever imagine back in the day in the Attitude Era, Vince McMahon firing Steve Austin like the hundred times he fired him. Yeah. And Steve Austin in a segment on Raw walking into his office and saying, Vince, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I gave you the stunner, but I need this job. Would you hire me back, Vince? Would I, you I take my that. hand? That's a good stone cold. That is a good I'm stone impressed. cold. I'm impressed. What? I, what? <laughs> I, can, I can answer that for you. No, I cannot ever, ever see that. And I'm okay if they don't want to make Kevin Owens the next Stone Cold. I think it's one of those things where, like, there will never be another Stone Cold. But they're trying to make – they were really doing a good job at making Kevin Owens this, like, really, like, bad-to-the-bone type, you know, going up against authority, don't care about anyone type of wrestler. And, oh, my gosh, like, this ruined everything. I mean, it was it was awful. Not only did they make Owens look weak, they made Shane – look like the the guy who was going to give him mercy yeah they put him on such a pedestal in this like scenario like it just it tipped the scale of like owens had all the momentum he defeated shane he was able to you know you know save his save his uh, career didn't have to quit he overcame shane mcmahon and elias but now it's just like the the balance has shifted to shane and it's not even like a I mean, obviously, it's a heel move for Shane to be holding this over his head, but just the way they're doing it is Owens is such like, I don't know if they're just trying to get sympathy or what, but whatever it is, it's not working. It's just exactly killing It's killing whatever momentum he had because now he's just like a loser who Shane, and Shane has all the power in the situation. And he's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's horrible. I don't understand. Uh, you know, when you go from being, you know, you know, stone cold point, you know, 2.0 to cry, baby, please don't, I need the money, please. You know, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I don't get, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, maybe this is a play, you know, maybe he, he'll come back in a week and be like, you know, screw you. I don't care. And then gives him a stunner. I, they have that's, to. that's my only hope because right now, they have wasted, literally wasted weeks and weeks of buildup, and then a and a great match that they had at SummerSlam. Yeah. They're going to completely waste it with this garbage. Yeah, it was hot garbage. It was very bad, and I hope they fix the mess that they put themselves into next week. But that would take consistent writing, so probably won't. Uh, we had the first match of the SmackDown side of the King of the Ring tournament. We had Andrade versus Apollo Crews. And let me tell you, much like uh, some of the other King of the Ring, or the other first King of the Ring match for Raw, it's really good. And Apollo Crews lost to Andrade, as expected. But Apollo looked strong and mm-hmm. lost because Zelina Vega, got, Zelina Vega interfered at the end. It was great. It was yeah. good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. And uh, I mean, I think we all know Apollo Crews can wrestle, but he yeah, just hasn't right. really he hasn't really been given a chance in WWE to show like what he can do in the ring. He did when he first debuted, but I mean, he's not obviously strong character wise, and he's not the best on the mic. So I mean, I think that just 
I think all the you know upper uh, WWE people just kind of saw that as such a weakness. They really haven't done anything with him. Um, but I, that's what I'm enjoying about this King of the Ring tournament is they've got guys in here who can come in and just show what they can do in the ring and have put yes, on good nice. matches. And they're obviously trying to compete with uh, the G1, which is this doesn't but you know they're they're trying to make this more of a wrestling focused tournament and i uh, love it i hope they do it every yeah. year yeah I, I i've enjoyed it so far um so it's it's allowing guys like apollo like murphy cedric alexander these guys to uh show what they have and uh, i think it's you know the best for everybody yeah i absolutely agree i mean i've always been a big apollo cruz fan um er- everyone knew that Andrade would win. Um, and, and, you know, he did it the, the traditional heel way. His manager got involved. Um, and so it was, it was, uh, it was good. I'm kind of hoping that maybe they'll send Apollo back to NXT. Nothing against him. I just think that he, I think he got pushed too fast. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Vince likes the big guys like him. Uh, and he has that freakish strength and athleticism that a lot of guys don't have. So why not let him go to NXT and just build that for a while, you know? Especially if they're going to make it a two-hour show. They're going to need bodies. They're not just going to take a bunch of people from uh, the Performance Center. So I, I agree with you. I hope that they do that as well. Yeah, I think he's got the in-ring down for sure, but he definitely needs to work on uh, a babyface character or a, a heel character to kind of I, – I think he's – a great baby face. He just needs to get the character to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, so then we go backstage and Daniel Bryan and Rowan are walking this guy in this black hood. And it's like this huge man. And like, I, I thought they found one Luke of Undertaker's Harper? druids backstage. Yeah. And I'm like, is that <laughs> Luke Harper? And I'm like, no, his hands are huge. Like, is that the big show? Like, but no, it can't be the big show. Cause he's not that much taller than Rowan. And the only thing that would have made it better is if they were walking down the hall and he was just going. <laughs> yeah. So like, basically they put him in this like little closet and say, you know, stay here. We're going to deliver Roman. We're going to li- deliver you to Roman reigns. And like so, basically, this guy is has been kidnapped, as far as we know, right? And like he never ever moves. Like this guy is clearly not an actor; it's just a huge man, and he has no idea what he's doing. And there are a couple segments with this, and they were all equally bad. That's not true. Some of them are worse than others. So we then go to Elias, who's walking, holding his guitar, and he spots someone to his right, and it's a guy with a jacket, and he's got a baseball cap on. It's kind of hiding his face. And he goes, wait a second, I know you, and turns him around and unzips his hoodie, and he's got a referee shirt on. And he goes, okay, where is he? And the referee points, and Elias opens the box, and Drake Maverick pops out and tries to attack Elias, and Elias like grabs him by the throat, and he goes, no, 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 check this out. And so he hands him a piece of paper, and Drake's like, can you can you loosen up your grip a little bit? Actually, like, can, can you loosen up your grip a little bit? I can't can't breathe. So he actually reads what's on the paper, and it turns out that again for Elias, the twenty four seven title rule has been suspended, so he can wrestle in the King of the Ring tournament. And Drake looks all sad, and Elias walks away. Matt, yes, let me stop you right there. Yes, it's time for this week's. <laughs> Brass ring. 
All right. Hey, hey. Wait a minute. You're giving a brass ring in this segment? So. Oh, gosh. I will start with the brass ring, actually. No, this is not getting a brass ring. I will just start by saying this week was tough because there were a lot of good segments. I don't really feel like anybody like specifically just like jumped out and impressed me to really grab the brass ring this week. But I will say I'm giving it this week to Samojo and Cesaro because they had such an awesome match on Monday night raw. Yeah, it was good. And I'm giving it to them because they have been dealt such bad hands in this company since they've been here. Joe obviously has been performing like, crazy and been doing well and i think he's gonna go really far in the king of the ring tournament and cesaro has had his moments multiple moments where he's had pushes and been stopped and he could be like Dolph ziggler and could be going and complaining uh like he did back in the day and you know saying he was gonna be you know getting out of wwe and not sure if he's gonna stay around but he's never done that they always just both come out and put on awesome matches and they're just always awesome. And for that, I'm giving them both a brass ring this week. Da, 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 da. So <laughs> that leads us to the future endeavor, which I know last week I gave it to Elias and I could probably give it to him again for that horrible, <laughs> horrible week. But yeah. I'm not going to do that. The man who is receiving it this week is uh, our friend Drake Maverick. Really? Now, Drake Maverick has been great in his role as the loser. He's always entertaining. Oh, gosh. I know where this is going now. But not only did he get destroyed on Monday where he was trying to attack Elias in the sound studio or whatever and got destroyed. But this week, he was stuck in a box. Elias walked by him and he, he didn't even jump out like right away. So who's to say Elias wouldn't just walk by him and he would just not have known he was there. It took Elias opening the crate for him to finally jump out and he got choked and had to read the statement, but that's not why I'm giving him solely the future endeavor this week. I'm giving it to him because for two months he has been chasing this stupid title. (laughs) He's won it once. But you know what? There's one thing he hasn't done. After Elias chokes him and throws him down and he walks away, Maverick leans against the box with almost tears in his eyes. And he says, <laughs> I just want to consummate my marriage. Are you telling me, Drake Maverick, two months you've been married to this smoking hot woman that is Renee, uh, what's her last name? Or Renee Maverick, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> And you haven't consummated the marriage with her? What is wrong with you, Drake yeah. Maverick? Yeah, I, I I I think like I don't know if he set a rule that he had to win the title before he could consummate or whatever. I think that's what it was, maybe. Give up on the title then. <laughs> I know it's his character, he's supposed to be like the title is supposed to be more important than his wife, but like either consummate the marriage or get divorce papers. Because like what <laughs> is wrong with you, dude? Just for that alone, he is receiving the future endeavor. And Drake Maverick, best of luck in your future endeavor, because if you don't consummate the marriage soon, 
Best of luck in your marriage as well, because good lord, what does it take? Oh man. So we move into a moment of bliss, and Alexa and Nikki are out there, and I just love Nikki. Like I love Alexa, but Nikki just always looks so happy and so cheerful, and it's almost like a little kid, and she just she makes me smile. Yeah, she made baby faces. Yeah. So Alexa (laughs) and Nikki are out there, and they call out. Or she, Alexa says something like, what is she saying? I think she said that um, she's no longer going to have losers on a moment of bliss. And she goes, and speaking of that, I'm going to call out someone that really deserves to be on my show, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte comes and gives out a great line. And she looks over at the King of the Ring chair and says, are you sure that this is my chair, pointing at the moment of bliss chair. Because I think that one over there is more my speed. And I'm like, wow, that was really good. But nothing came of it, so it was definitely not scripted. She sat down, and they had a little interview. It, it didn't matter. It, they just run in their mouth. And then Bailey comes out, and Charlotte had said something about challenging her. And Bailey goes, oh, if that was a challenge, I accept it. And then, like, shoves her out of the chair... And then Charlotte doesn't do anything. She just looks all angry and she's sitting on the floor and Bailey walks away. What is with bully Bailey lately? I don't know. I, uh, I think they're trying to give her an edge. Like it's uh, so she Becky, can hug them. It's so she can hug them off. afterwards. I don't, I don't yeah. get it. She's like a give her, yeah. let her be female John Cena. The kids love her. Like it's okay to have someone well, like Cena. that. Cena used to, he had a little bit too, whenever it came to stuff like that. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't always, you know, hair parted on the side. He, he had a little edge too. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I think this was very poorly done. I like both Bailey and Charlotte and I hope that unlike the Ember Moon and Bailey mattress let me down, I hope this one turns out to be really good because it could be, and it should be because they're both great competitors this segment really fell flat. Yeah. So then you see Roman Reigns in the background, or in the, excuse me, in the backstage segment, and he is in the locker room with Buddy Murphy. And he says, Buddy, listen, I need to know if you were lying to me or if you were lying to Rowan and Brian. Did you see Rowan or not? And Buddy Murphy says, look, man, I'm pretty sure I saw Rowan. And like Roman threatens him. He's like, look, I don't know what to tell you. I can't, I wasn't 100% sure, but I'm almost positive it was Rowan. And he said, I'm not lying to you. And Roman Reign says, you better not be. Or I'm going to come back and beat you up again. I'm like, cool. That's a very face thing to say. I kill you. I kill you. So what is great is then we get Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan. Let me tell you. This match, to me, was the best match of the week. And we had a lot of good wrestling this week. Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan tore the house down. And the end of the match, Rowan tried to interfere. Buddy Murphy knocked him off the, off the apron. Hits the Murphy's Law. And I, I'm thinking, no. And then you get the one... The two, and as I'm waiting for the kick out, the hand comes slower to the ground, and we get the three. 
And Daniel Bryan is defeated by Buddy Murphy. And let me tell you, I'm actually okay with this. I, I think Daniel Bryan is the greatest wrestler in the world, and he doesn't have to lose if he doesn't want to. But I think he's okay with putting over wrestlers. And as long as he doesn't consistently lose, it's okay for this stuff to happen every once in a while. And as long as they don't go, eh, we're tired of Buddy Murphy and drop him, this was the right call. This match was incredible. It was so much fun to watch. It was very competitive. It, it was absolutely great. It, it was almost brass ring worthy. Cause yeah, that's what I thought. I, I thought you were I really enjoyed. I, I did really enjoy this match. Um, and I, I really did think about giving it to him. I did give it to him last week. So I think that's why I kind of steer yeah. away from it. And I do think uh, Joe and Cesaro deserve it as well. Cause they put on an awesome match Monday. Right. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. I'm glad he got the win. I, I actually kind of thought he might win because I, had I just no didn't clue. see the – yeah, I, he looks so strong as Roman. I was like, how could you not give this guy – it's kind of similar to how they're doing. Like, you know, the reason I gave um, Cedric Alexander the same, you know, praise last week, he's right. also looked very strong. So I didn't see him killing it right here, uh, or I, I hoped not. So uh, I'm glad they went this direction because I, I think he – you know, a big win over Daniel Bryan – Especially having that, you know, really good match against um, Roman Reigns last week is going to do great things for him. I yeah. I was shocked. I'll be honest, man. I was I was you know when the match started, it was not it was it was kind of like with the Reigns Ziggler match where you're like, oh well, Reigns is going to win, and so yeah. this one you're you're like, oh well, Daniel Bryan's going to win, even though it's going to be a good match. I feel, and it was it was a great match, and then all of a sudden it came down to three. I was like, I don't think I don't think the ref meant to do that. I, I think Daniel Bryan was supposed to yeah. win this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, it was, it was shocking. Um, but you know what? I mean, we all know Daniel Bryan likes to, to help, you know, put the young guys over. And so yeah. I think this is just him doing what Daniel Bryan does. Um, yeah. It doesn't make him look any weaker, especially because of what's it, what, what we're about to talk about. Yep. Right. So the very next segment after the commercial break, Buddy Murphy's backstage about to be interviewed and then Rowan and Daniel Bryan basically just beat snot of him. That's it. And those, they were they got their heat back. Buddy Murphy still has a win over former WWE champion Daniel Bryan. And uh, yeah, every, everyone looked good here. It was very good booking. Really was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So then we had the Revival, who were wearing tape because when Kofi Kingston tape around their their waist, because when Kofi attacked them earlier, he used the chair that was around Randy Orton's leg. And you can't give headshots with chairs anymore, so you know chair attacks always go on the gut or the back. So the Revival's wrestling heavy machinery. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the pretty, match was, pretty lady! The, the My boy Otis! <laughs> the match was fine. It was. It was fine. But I, I hate these endings. The surprise roll-up. So Dash Wilder pins Tucker for the three count. It, honestly, it was more like a five count. Yeah. like <laughs> I, 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 I hate that because he rolls him up, and then the, the ref like either doesn't see it immediately or it's like his shoulder's not down. And like Tucker is like twice as big as Dash Wilder, and he's not even hardly hurt. He should be able to kick out of that. I did. I, I would have liked it better if Dash maybe would have grabbed a ring rope or the tights or something. But no, it was just a surprise roll up, and they got the win. Obviously, they should have got the win, but I don't know. It's just like nothing came of this. I don't. Ah. 
It's the move of doom, man. You gotta watch out. That that's a you can't you can't uh, lose on that. Yeah, I just I, ugh. So from here, we have Chad Gable cutting a promo in the in the in the backstage area. No, this is so horrible. And then Shelton Benjamin is like in the locker room behind him. He's fixed and- his eyes. <laughs> Is that Sanford and Son? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Sheldon Benjamin sticks his head out and like sticks. They're his talking head about how short and how much of an underdog Chad Gable is. So we're really they've done a good job of selling the King of the Ring tournament, right? Except for this match. Yeah. Like so, they're like Chad Gable, you're the underdog against Sheldon Benjamin, which I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. And then they're like he's. <laughs> then he talk. He goes on, and I, I'm pretty sure he made the Olympic wrestling team, right? He yeah. didn't. I don't think he won a medal, but he made the team. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he obviously became a WWE superstar. But in his promo, he was like, "They said I couldn't be on the Olympic team. They said I couldn't be a WWE superstar." And he just moved on. I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, but did you were you on the Olympic team, like?" <laughs> Obviously, we know he's a superstar, but I was just like, you didn't like follow up on that to kind of be like, but I proved them wrong or, but I'll show them. Or he just kind of like, they said I was lame. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> like, what? And they, can, and they can just kiss off. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't make any sense. And then, so Shelton Benjamin, he sticks his hat out, then puts his, he goes back in the locker room. Then he sticks his head out again and kind of like sneaks out. And he puts a sign on the door, and he like sneaks away, right? So Chad Gable finishes his mediocre promo, then turns around and sees that the sign says, "You must be this tall to enter the King of the Ring," and it's clearly higher than where he is, which is weird. Like Chad Gable, I don't even think is that short. Let me look it up real quick. Chad Gable is five eight, so yeah, that's short, but that's not obnoxiously short, especially in today's WWE. So I, I don't know. So and most yeah. wrestlers are like most of them are not like uh I mean amateur wrestlers. Most of them are kind of short. I mean Otis is pretty short for you know his size. Yeah, Kurt Angle also was short. Right. I mean it's kind of a wrestler thing. So them just it's like one of those it's like picking a, on a wrestler like like I guess uh like Mickey James back in the day when she was Piggy James. When she yeah, wasn't even that it, fat. It made no sense. She wasn't fat it, at all. Like, no. She, she had a little more weight on her than the divas of the time who were starving themselves. Exactly. It and it's just, at all. Yeah. It's, it's just like Gable. It's, it is the same thing. That I think they did it to Dan O'Brien at one point, just talking about how they just like point out flaws of people. And it's just like, why? And he's standing. You would not even be able to tell he was short. I mean, he sent it to, um, I think it was Charlie that was interviewing him, one of the yeah. girls, or Kayla. He's standing next to them, and it's not like he was even height with them. He was right. towering over her, so you can't even tell he's that short. But they're like, they say I'm short. I'm the underdog. I'm just crappy. Like, and then Sheldon puts a sign on the door, and he walks up to it, looks at it, says, "You must be this tall to enter the, enter the King of the Ring." And he just kind of like looks at it. He goes, "Funny," and then just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> just so like, like, is, is this where we're going now? Because remember last week or the week before? I can't remember. Elias made fun of him for being short. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing now. They're just going to point out how short he is, and everybody's going to be like, they're going to put him against big guys, and it's just, it doesn't, it just never really works. So I'd like to take this moment, and uh, I'd like to discuss the WWE Be a Star program. 
Um, you know, we we should really be encouraging young people not to be bullies and to not pick on people that may be a little bit shorter than the rest. Don't be like Bailey. I I am both offended and upset. And as I stand next to my wife, who's only 4'11", and uh, she took offense to this. Not really. She doesn't care. But um, <laughs> but there's many, many short people that would take offense to this. And, uh, and, you know, we should feel bad for the little people. I'm sorry, midgets. I mean, wait a second. I'm saying all the wrong names. Anyway. Probably the resident hill of the show. Yeah, We should just feel, hey, 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 watch it. And there goes all our uh, little people subscribers. Yeah, you got rid of the Bosnians yesterday, and now all the little <laughs> people are going to unsubscribe. Thanks, Chris. I was giving a shout-out to our Bosnian friends. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's just move on before you get us in But, hey, trouble. wait. Did you hear about the <laughs> Did you hear about the um, the rumor about the, the name that they trademarked, that WWE trademarked? Yeah, like Shorty G or something stupid. Yes, there's rumors that they're going to give him the name Shorty G. Yes. Oh my God. Please, Please, God, no. no. Please, no. Isn't that just a Vince McMahon thing to do, though? It's genius, genius. We'll make him Shorty G. It'll be great. Uh, your new WWE champion, Shorty G. I think you have to say Shoddy G. Right? Uh, if you I don't say know. It, it's gonna, I don't it's know. gonna be it doesn't matter. It's terrible. Uh so the next segment, and like I don't know what to think about this segment. Like part of me is like, yes, they're gonna do something with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. But part of me is like, I don't get it. Please explain it. So the Miz comes out and says, Hey, Sami Zayn requested to be on Miz TV. And so let's see what he has to say. Miz comes or so Shane excuse me. So Sami Zayn comes out. Yeah, took took a while there. Freudian slip there. Yeah, a little bit. And says, I understand that, you know, I've been having some issues lately in the win and loss column. So I've decided to help other superstars. And this man is the first man I'm going to help. And then Shinsuke's music hits, which is great because he's an intercontinental champion. We haven't really seen him since he beat Finn Balor. And so Shinsuke comes out. And Miz is talking to Shinsuke, and Sami Zayn says, No, no, I speak for him now. If you want to talk to him, speak to me. So the Miz immediately looks at Shinsuke and says, Are you really going to let him do this? And Shinsuke puts his hand in Miz's face and points to Sami Zayn. And so Sami's talking to Miz, and he said that we're going to talk. He, he says something about Shinsuke not being able to understand him because he's Japanese, even though Shinsuke clearly speaks English. Not very good, though. Not very yeah, good. It's not like perfect English, but he can definitely understand it. So it was just bad. And then Sami Zayn says, let's talk to you in a language that you understand. So Shinsuke kicks him in the back of the head <laughs> and basically knocks him out. And so, like, he's beating the crap out of Miz. And for some reason, like, Sami Zayn's pulling him back because now Sami Zayn is Paul Heyman, I guess. And That's that's exactly what I said, dude. I know. And then Sami Zayn's attacking him more. And then, like, I'm sitting here and, like, I'm like, okay, Sami's going to pull him back. Then Sami's going to go attack him. And it didn't happen. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what? Like, is he really a full blown manager now? Like, he's one of the best wrestlers on the roster. I just, oh gosh, please. Uh, this was like, uh, it just didn't make any sense because like, not only is it just dumb that, you know, Nakamura, I mean, obviously he, you know, English isn't his first language, so it's been hard for him. But 
you can understand the guy. Yeah. And obviously they're not happy with him talking. And so they, it's, but they're backtracking instead of like just bringing him on and, you know, not having him talk and just, you know, be a wrestling machine. You know, they tried to make him do promos and stuff and they're not happy with him. So they're doing this. So it's just backtracking on that. That's bad enough. Um, but not only that, they're pairing him with Sami Zayn, who's been a loser. Yeah. So it's like, why would the inter? I mean, Miz asked the question, and it's the best question he's ever asked. It's like, you're the Intercontinental Champion. Why would you recruit a loser like Sami Zayn, who's been just a complete loser in storyline, to be your partner, like of any it kind? Makes no sense at all. It's it's just dumb. Yeah. What do you <laughs> Obviously, think, Sammy's a good talker, but yeah, I just don't get it. I, I said the exact same thing, Matt. I was like, is is he the Paul Heyman now of, you know, of, of, of Shinsuke? It's funny because, you know, with, um, you know, they had Paige talking for Asuka and now they're having Sammy talk for <laughs> Shinsuke. I mean, I'm hoping yeah. it'll be like a turn eventually for the Intercontinental Championship or whatever. But, um, yeah, I was... I don't know. Uh, it, it is what it is. The thing is, Sami Zayn is so good, he could make it work. But I, I don't, I don't know. I hope he'll, he'll, he'll totally make it work. And I like both those guys, so I, I hope something comes of it. And I guess they're feeding with the Miz. They had no reason to attack the Miz, but they did. So Shane McMahon calls Kevin Owens back into his office, and he says, "You know what? I can't really consider refunding this fine." unless you apologize to Elias. And Kevin Owens says, that's fair. I apologize. And I'm like, what? Like, what is happening to Kevin Owens? And so I'm sitting here, and McMahon's, Shane's like, okay, I'll consider lifting the fine. I'm going to give it more thought. But if you ever put your hands on another WWE referee, I will fire you immediately. And Kevin Owens says... That's fair. I'm like, what? What is going on with Kevin Owens? And like some of my hair is falling out because I'm pulling it out with my hands. And just, oh, <sighs> sorry. I need, I need to recompose myself. You need, you need to calm down, man. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. You haven't been this upset since, you know. Usi hot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You, so, you were yelling a couple of weeks ago and I was like, bro. <laughs> I do get that way sometimes. So then we go to the King of the Ring tournament. It's Elias versus Kevin Owens. And Kevin is basically, he's pretty much taking Elias to task, which he should, if he's supposed to be the biggest superstar on SmackDown, along with Kofi Kingston. And Shane's music hits and he comes to ringside. And at one point, Kevin has... Elias outside and he's going to throw him in the ring and Shane like gets in between him. He's like, no, no, no. And Kevin's like, what are you doing, man? And Shane unzips his hoodie. He's got a referee shirt on under it. So he gets in the ring and the actual ref leaves. I'm like, when does this happen? This never, ever, ever happens. It's like they've gone back to what they did a few months ago where they just started making up crap on the spot really bothers me. But anyway, to finish up, Elias hits Kevin Owens with the most dangerous move in the WWE. Not the RKO, 
the surprise roll-up. The move of doom. The second match, yeah, the second match in a row that had this finish. And for the second week in a row, the main event ended with one of the fastest counts I've ever seen in my life. It was maybe a half-second count, but Shane counted to three. And Kevin Owens is eliminated from the King of the Ring tournament. What I thought was going to happen is Kevin Owens was going to hit Elias, knock him into the ref, or go for Elias and accidentally hit the ref, and he was going to get fired, which would have made more sense. I don't really know where they're going with this, but I, 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 just, I don't know. I don't know. I was very disappointed to see that Kevin Owens is already out of the King of the Ring tournament. Um, I would have really liked him to go further, but if he's just going to be a little crybaby, I don't want him on TV. I mean, yeah. if, if this is what they're going to do with Kevin Owens, then you're wasting everyone's time. And it's just, it's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It was really stupid. 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 We need a stupid button. <laughs> I'll see if I can find one. Um, so then, and, and I will say, there were a couple backstage segments with Daniel Bryan and this weird dude uh, with the thing over his head. But, like, they were all kind of the same. They were just talking. They are like, we're going to deliver Roman Reigns to you. And, like, it just didn't make any sense. So I'm not going to go over every one of them because they were all kind of the same. And the dude's a terrible actor. So Brian walks into the room with Roman Reigns. And Eric Rowan is sitting on a chair. And this other uh, supposed attacker is sitting on a chair. And they're, like, face-to-face. Daniel Bryan goes, this man is your attacker. And he pulls off the hood. And it's this gigantic man who kind of looks like Rowan, like sort of. And like he's got the long beard, he's a bald, got the bald head. And like Rowan and this gigantic man just slowly turn and look at Roman Reigns. And like all four of them just look super confused. <laughs> they, have, they have no clue what's happening. And WWE SmackDown goes off the air. The only thing missing from this was like, both of them like turning their head and then looking back at each other and then just like putting their hands up against <laughs> each other like they were looking in a mirror. That's what is needed. I mean, isn't this the same guy from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> no. I, no. I don't know. That kind of looks he's similar. The, he's the missing Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's, uh, I don't know. I have no. I do want to say that they called him Eric Rowan like seven times in this show, which I thought was really interesting because they dropped his first name forever ago. And I always complain about people dropping their first names and they called him Eric Rowan so many times. I'm like, okay, we get it. You want to give him his first name back? I guess. Like, I don't know. Either way, all of this. Well, well, see, he's Eric Rowan and the guy they're introducing is Derek Rowan. Oh, so we have Eric and Derek Rowan. Yeah. Mm, That's a new, new tag team champs. Let me, let me tell you, and this is my opinion. I want to know what you guys think as well before we get into uh, 1v1. This whole what if has been so poorly written and so poorly pre- presented, but Roman Reigns, who is great, has been getting this over. But my gosh, Daniel Bryan has been getting this terribly, terribly written, terribly presented storyline over like it's the greatest storyline in the history of all the storylines. He's just so good. And I'm not sure there's much you could give Daniel Bryan that he couldn't get over. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure he didn't get over this segment, but (laughs) (laughs) right. But I agree with you up until this point, like this has been pretty good up until this segment. Cause 
I don't know where they're going from here, but it's just like the weirdest way to go off the show. I mean, it's almost to me, it's almost as bad as the first, the almost the first accident that happened with Reigns. It was just so terrible looking. Like, yeah, this was just as awkward and just as strange. <sighs> yeah, like after it was over, I was like, okay, yeah, guess it, we'll have to wait a whole week or wait till Monday. I don't know, but. To, to find out why these men were what happened after they got done staring at each other like yeah exactly it's like so weird I, I can't remember which one it was i think it was what culture i listened to a couple other wrestling podcast uh uh shows this week and one of them said so what happened when it went off the air to roman's ran be like hmm that's weird and then walked out of the room like it just didn't or did the cameraman sense. just like all right see you guys and just exactly. like <laughs> just dropped his camera and left the room i just well, i just don't know that's that's the suspense that they're keeping, you know. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure I'm pretty sure that Eric and Derek stared at each other and just kept going. <laughs> Is that what we're calling him now? That's what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> Eric and Derek are staring at each other and they just go, Red Rob, Red Rob. <laughs> no, hard pass. Not mm I will say, uh Rowan Eric Rowan never says anything. He's just like quiet. But I'll tell you when Daniel Bryan and Buddy Murphy were wrestling, I did notice when Daniel Bryan got his foot on the rope, he leaped up to the apron. It was like, rope, rope. Yep, he sure did. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how you get him to talk. <laughs> I think the, the ref even saw it before he got up there too. Like, yeah, oh, was, but he was making sure the yeah. referee knew Daniel Bryan's foot was on that rope. <laughs> no count, rope. Oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like, Groot. like rope is all he knows what to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, I want yeah. you to grade SmackDown for me. You know, I, I'm not really happy with SmackDown this week. Okay. Um, uh, the Buddy Murphy-Daniel Bryan match, obviously, was was very, very good. Um, Andrade-Apollo Cruz was very good. Other than that, what else do we have? You know, Nothing. I mean, Randy Orton, of course, with, with Kofi was good. Um but then, you know, we, we talk about this week after week that SmackDown's becoming less wrestling and more uh, talk shows and video packages. Recaps, yeah. I mean, you had two shows in this show. You had uh, Moment of Bliss and Miz TV. Yeah, it was awful. Again. Um, I got to say, I'm giving this a C-, minus, man. Even with the good matches, there's, there's still a lot of, like, uh, uh, you know, Dash Wilder with the roll up on heavy machinery. I'm like, dude, you like his thigh is bigger than your whole head. Yeah, like, and fifty no percent way. of the matches, fifty percent of the matches on the show ended with a surprise roll up. Two yeah. out of four. So I got us. I'm giving it a, a solid C minus, borderline D. Okay, Kyle. Uh, I think I'm, I'm agreement with Chris here. Um, Yes, there were good matches on this show. The Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston stuff was, you know, done well. I enjoyed it. Two hours is way easier than three hours like normal. But in that two hours, there just wasn't a whole lot to take home from this. Um, a lot of segments that just the Charlotte Bailey segment was just kind of like, eh. The, the way they ended the show was just no good. The Shelton Benjamin, um, Chad Gable segment was weird. The uh, the Miz, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura segment was just no good. So like, I think the 
negatives outweighed the positives this week. So I, uh, I give it a bad C minus as well. Hmm. One word that I would put on this show, other than Buddy Murphy going over Daniel Bryan, is safe. Because that's exactly what this show was. Mm. The WWE did what the WWE does. And every single segment, other than that match, was standard WWE. Mm. By the numbers. And I'm going to give it a C. Just because I loved Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan. And I'm so glad, and I hope, that Buddy Murphy is getting a push. But the rest of the show... Like, sure, Andrade and Apollo Crews is great. The show opener was great. But it just wasn't It just wasn't very good. And this is, I think, one of the worst SmackDowns we've had in the last couple weeks. Um, it's been getting better. And so, you know what? I'm okay with them having a mediocre show every once in a while, as long as it's steadily good. So I'm going to say C, and I hope it gets better next week. You know, I, I agree with you that... It- it did seem like a very safe show. Like they didn't really want to do too much. Yeah. But in doing that, I think they made a very uneventful show. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, and there were too many segments that just didn't work. I mean, going back to what I was kind of saying, like I think the negatives outweighed the positives and I agree. It was, they tried to be safe, but it wasn't, it was just a eh show. And then like, that's, you know, the stuff that they thought probably was not going to be that bad. It's just, you know, whatever ended up being bad. So, yeah, just not a great SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. Especially since the one last week was so fun. Yeah. I guess it was a pretty fun show. Yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah, this week, no, no go. So we're going to do a little game of 1v1. It's been a while since we've done 1v1. Uh, and I, I think that this is a good week to do it. Because I have what I think are some pretty interesting questions and a very good beat the clock devil's advocate challenge. Okay. So question number one, and we're going to call it. Do you remember who won last time? I think it was Chris. Yeah. Yeah, it was not me. All right, Chris. (laughs) Heads or tails? Uh, Tails. It is heads. Kyle, would you like to go first or would you like to defer? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So, Kyle, question number one. Okay. The WWE is putting NXT on Wednesday nights in the same time slot as AEW. I mm. want you to tell me, and I know this this can encompass a lot. You don't have to go super deep into this. But how do you see the Wednesday night wars playing out? I see, obviously, AEW has a lot of excitement uh, going for it right now. I, I feel like a lot of the NXT, the fans are fans of NXT now and are fans of the takeovers are also fans of AEW. And I think that's a lot of the reason why WWE is putting them up against it. But I think with it being on USA Network, I think Vince might have a hand in it. Even so, I think a lot of the fans are just more excited and more fired up about AEW's debut I don't think NXT is going to be any kind of competition. I mean, takeovers will always be takeovers. I think those fans will tune in for it, but they're just not, people aren't just going in droves to see NXT, you know, weekly television. And uh, they might try to, you know, bring some people that aren't doing so great on the main roster that people like, uh, like maybe a Chad Gable or Apollo Cruz that we talked about. But 
I see it playing out as AEW demolishing NXT because a lot of the fans of NXT are they're not going to watch the weekly show. They're going to watch it to see what's going on in the hot show on AEW. Well, I think that uh, this, you know, I think we're kind of comparing apples and oranges. Um, and the reason I say that is because Wednesday night for AEW is 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 their Raw. You know, this is their their Monday Night Raw. This is their this is their one and only big show. And this, if you really think about it, is WWE's C show, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're kind of yeah. we're comparing apples and oranges. I think it's going to be a completely different crowd. I think that the NXT will have the same amount of watchers as they did with uh, on the network. I think you're going to get the same people because you know what? That one great thing, a really cool thing about NXT is that the people who watch it are passionate about it. Um, they really support the the young guys coming up, and they love the fact that Vince McMahon has nothing to do with it. Um, and if they continue with that. As they go into USA, if if they continue with tr- uh, Triple H being the the lead guy and giving him an extra hour uh, with with time to work, I think we're going to get even better product, and I think that we could see NXT, you know, maybe go up a, a notch in watching. But I, again, I don't think it's it's fair to compare um, WWE show with AEW's. A show. Yeah, I think really the WWE is in a win-win situation here. Because if NXT outdraws AEW, which it won't, but let's say that it does, WWE can say, our developmental program gets a better rating than our competition's flagship program. Mm -hmm. But if AEW outdraws NXT, even if it's 4-1, to they can say, it's alright, this is our developmental program. Imagine if it went against Raw. Unless it outdraws Raw, that would mm-hmm. be something. Um, I'm going to go... Hold on a second. Because you guys had pretty much the same answer. Winner, Chris. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris. I, I will say real quick. I wanted to chime in on what you said, Matt. Okay. Uh, the... Uh, AEW... I, I don't think this is a win-win at all for WWE. I'll try to keep this short. I think... Um, I think it's a lose-lose because if they lose to AEW, it's arguably WWE's hottest – not their hot – I guess NXT isn't their hottest um, uh, mainstream show. Obviously, Raw is, and it will always be. But hottest with the cool wrestling crowd, though. Right. That's That's been – I mean, you see superstars from NXT debut on Raw, and everybody loves them because they're from NXT. And like you said, Chris, it doesn't have anything to do with Vince McMahon – and that's, but I think that's one reason why people are going to flock more to AEW because it also has nothing to do with Vince McMahon. So, right. yeah. So I, I just don't see this being even if they win or lose. Obviously, if NXT wins, it'll be a win, but I don't, I don't think they have a chance. Okay, Chris. So I don't know if you saw that terrible, terrible picture of Ronda Rousey where she basically ripped off her finger. No, but it looks like she is filming movies and she's out doing stuff. I'm not sure if her impregnation vacation has been put on hold or if she has. I, I, I like that. Do you like that? I like uh, I don't that. Know if I don't know if it's been put on hold or if she's decided not to do it entirely. So with that knowledge, would you say that she's going to return sooner or do you think that she'll actually be gone even longer or maybe permanently? 
I think she's going to be gone longer. Um, I think that the, the wrestling thing is fun, you know, and I think that she had a really good time. Um, I think she had a little difficulty differentiating between real life and wrestling life. Yeah. Um, and, and it, and if I'm wrong about that, then she did a great job selling. I got to tell right. you, I mean, if I'm wrong, she was the best seller I've ever seen in my life. But if I'm right, she, she just didn't, she didn't fit in, you know, when it came to le- knowing how to separate the two. Um, I think that her, her life is exactly the way she wants it to be. She's doing, you know, movies, she's doing appearances, she's, you know, has this farm thing, I guess, with goats and all this stuff. Um, And she's just enjoying life. So I think she's going to continue to do that. She may come back one day. I think it's going to be in the in the distant future. I think she wants to have a kid and and raise it a little bit. Um, So I'm thinking if it if she were to come back, it's going to be at least three plus years. I think um, obviously if she gets pregnant, she won't be or, you know, around a ring anytime soon. Um, but she's just doing her movie project right now. I definitely could see her coming back around WrestleMania season. I mean, I, I know that she, I think she, it was a work. Obviously Becky was taking shots at her, but they all know what's going on. Ronnie's Ronda was a wrestling fan. When she came in, she knows the deal. She knows it's a work. Um, she does take things personally in the, the fighting arena, but I really believe that she just, you know, played the crowd and was playing to, you know, she's, she's friends with all the girls backstage. They, they wouldn't be able to work with each other if they weren't all in on it. Uh, I don't think there's any truth to, but there's probably like a little bit of truth sprinkled in, but they all like knew what was going on. Um, and I think she really enjoyed her time there in WWE. And I think they would definitely bring her back if she hasn't, um, if she's not pregnant, I think she should come back around WrestleMania and do a quick program. I definitely don't see her coming back and have a long run again. But a short program for WrestleMania would definitely be in the cards, especially uh, a big rematch with Becky looming, uh, I think would be a good match to have this year if she were able to do it. So for that reason, I think she could be back, you know, at the beginning of next year. Yeah, I definitely think that she is going to have a baby and I think she's going to be gone for a while. But wouldn't it be cool if she was number 30 in the Women's Royal Rumble and she won and faced Becky Lynch for the Women's World title? Winner Kyle. Now, if she if she does get pregnant, then she'll then she can come back and be the second pregnant champion. Yeah, she could pregnant twenty four seven champion. Um, so the rumor is the the rumor mill is running, guys. It's running. Secret, secret. Word on I the street. Word on the street says that two hundred five live will be canceled soon. What should the WWE? Not what will they? What should the WWE do with their roster? They should incorporate a cruiserweight division on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I wish they would have done this from the start. The cruiserweights right now are just buried in the pre-show. No one watches 205 Live. They don't know these guys. And look how great Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy are doing now. And Ali. And uh, Ali. I was Yeah. Um, so just imagine. And they started doing it uh, a little bit in the beginning, but then they just quickly – moved all of them to 205, 205 Live, but they can have great matches. I mean, they're doing better of having um, matches on Ron's SmackDown that are, you know, get time and, um, have, you know, are very entertaining. Just imagine being able to insert, you know, these 205 Live guys for a, 
you know, seven to 10 minute match each week uh, on, you know, one or both shows. I think it should be on both shows and have, you know, cruiserweight or lightweight title on you know, each brand. Yeah, I think they you should can't be agree corporate. as a judge. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> so, yeah, that means I get the point already, right? Oh, man. You know what? I'm just saying, oh, he, made, I'm just saying he made a good point. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think they should incorporate them into both shows. Let them be a part of the show. Um, they've earned it being on the pre-show for so long. And give them a title belt on each show to compete for and make them an actual division on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Should I even answer, Matt? Or yeah, have you already... Yeah, waste your time. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, piggyback on me again and uh, steal a coin flip. I didn't. Ex- I didn't exactly answer the same. <laughs> the, list- the, listen- the listeners can go back and hear the truth. Um, so, uh, you know, you you mentioned um, Cedric Alexander Ali, um, and uh, who else did you say? I'm sorry. Buddy Murphy. And Buddy Murphy, right. So you know what the difference is and why they're making it right now? It's because they're not fighting other 205 Live people. They're they're in the main roster and they're fighting everybody else. And now they're looking legit. Now Cedric Alexander is getting pushed because he's fighting people bigger than him and winning. You know, I mean, yes, I think it's great to have a cruiserweight division. Yes, that's all well and good um and if so then you know what yeah if you want to incorporate them whatever uh why not even put them on the nxt show on wednesday nights you know i mean if you know if you got two hours to film now maybe even include them in that um i think that crowd would love it i think it would go over huge with them because they love wrestling um but the real and and I've and I've said this many times. I think the two hundred five live guys put on some of the best matches you've ever seen, and I think they'd get even more of a push if we go ahead and just you know have them wrestle everybody else, and then we don't even need the cruiserweight title anymore. I mean, what is it really? Let's just let's just move on and put them in the regular roster. Okay, um, I think that because NXT's they have an extra hour to fill. I think that's where they should put them. Winner, Chris. Boom. How about that? So, <laughs> after his match with Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy looked very strong. He also wrestled Roman Reigns last week, and even though he lost, he lost in a very competitive match against what WWE kind of sees as the guy. So tell me, where should Buddy Murphy go from here, Chris? <sighs> Is this fantasy booking? Is that what we're doing? Kinda, yeah. I guess. I mean, he's he's officially SmackDown roster, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I I don't ever see him being, uh, you know, world champion. I think he could. I think he could have a really great run as Intercontinental champion. I think maybe getting involved in that. If he keeps if he keeps being intertwined with the big dogs, you know, like the Roman Reigns and the Daniel Bryans, I don't think he'll ever beat them for a title. You know, unless they put him on a tag team and maybe he can win a tag team championship. Um, I, I don't see him as a world champion. Definitely 
an intercontinental, uh, U.S. Uh, tag team, um, but he just doesn't have it to be a world heavyweight champion. So um, I think I think the the limit for him is I think the best title he could win is the intercontinental, which is a great title, yeah, and it has a lot of great history and and you know hall of famers have 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 had that title so um but i think that's kind of the the ceiling yeah i mean i could see him being a good intercontinental champion a good u.s champion tag champs as well i mean there's not a whole lot of people i know they've you know the jinder mahals and the jack swaggers have won the title the world heavyweight title but really to be the main champion guy there's very few that can do it so I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, well, he's never going to win that. I mean, but it doesn't mean he can't be, you know, in the title picture at some point. I think he definitely has shown. I mean, look at the great match he had with Roman uh, Reigns last week. Look at the great match he had with Daniel Bryan and getting a win this week. And he's always performed well in the ring. And uh, like I told Matt last week, he's proclaimed himself as the best kept secret in WWE. And he looks like it. Uh, I think... Obviously, they could work on his character some. Um, I don't like the, you know, the heel slash face tweener he's kind of been doing. Like, is he on Roman side or is he not? He just keeps kind of getting beat up. Obviously, that won't that won't work in the long run. But I think he could be a great heel. Um, he's been doing it on Two Hundred Five Live, and he always puts on great matches. So, and, and he's got an awesome body to go along with it. And you know how Vince loves bodies, so I could see him easily being in a main event picture. Uh, I could see him in there as a babyface as well because he's just such a good worker. I think the fans will get behind him. Uh, it is a shame that he uh, doesn't have a relationship with Alexa Bliss anymore. There's that docs points away from him. But uh, <laughs> as far as his wrestling career goes, uh, I think he has a bright future. Yeah, I think Buddy Murphy is is really something special. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know if he's ever going to be a world heavyweight champion. I I gotta hope so. I think if he stays on this career path, he can be. Um, but he, yeah, and whoever he, thought Kofi was going to win it? Yeah, know? he's definitely someone that I can see in the main event picture, though. Winner Kyle. All right, last question, and this is a really simple one, Kyle. Yes. Who should the fiends? next feud be with that's i didn't word that properly who should the fiend feud with next there you go i i definitely don't like him feuding with these old people (laughs) right uh but he's mainly just been coming out and um attacking them uh who i'd really like to see him feud with i don't know how they would do it but I would love to see just as a, you know, fantasy booking, I would just love to see them, you know, go at it. I, I want to see him and Alistair Black have a yeah. few together. Mm-hmm. That would that they would be because I think Alistair brings a dark side as well. He bring, I mean, he's so great in the ring. And uh I think Bray Wyatt brings more character and more charisma um as a character to that. And I think that would be really good dynamic i think they would have some awesome matches the only negative would be one of them would have to lose in the end and i don't want to see either of them lose but i think as far as matches go that would be like you know darkness versus darkness uh i would just love to see them two going together and alice black is just sitting in a room by himself now so uh he should quit his tv show and go uh oh, yeah he wasn't make a guest appearance now. yeah he wasn't awesome yeah 
So maybe he's left the room and is going to make an appearance on the Firefly Flynn house. I think it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Kill some puppets or something. Kick him in the head. <laughs> so, um, I honestly would really like for him to start taunting Seth Rollins. Um, I, I, uh, Seth Rollins seems like he can be shaken. Um, I know that, you know, he and Braun are about to go at it, but if, if I got to pick, since this is a, you know, fantasy pick, um, I would like to see him go after him. I think that he could really mess with his head and make Seth start questioning, you know, his abilities and you know what? Put the freaking title on the fiend. I don't care, man. I think that'd be awesome. And he's a character. Yes. Uh, but so was mankind. Right. I mean, so, you know, the character is, so is the undertaker. He's a character. Um, and, and I think he could really, you know, think about him walking around with that red belt. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I mean, he could just torment and taunt. Yeah. I think, I think going after Seth Rollins, even if Seth wasn't the, the champion at the time, let's just say Braun takes it off him. I think the, uh, the fiend and Seth Rollins would be. Honestly, I would prefer the Fiend to take it off or to to fight Seth Rollins when he's not the champion, because I don't want to see the Fiend yeah. getting the title yeah. yet. Uh, but I could totally see him wrestling Seth Rollins. I, I mean, the Fiend versus Aleister Black would just be frigging awesome, but it just can't happen yet because if it happens now, one of them has to lose. And I know you mentioned that, but I just I can't see that happening yet. And I think he could wrestle Seth Rollins right now. So I'm going to go winner, Chris. Woohoo! Woo! So we're going to end this show. Rigged. We're going to end the show with Kyle once again doing the. <laughs> I think you just like me doing these. <laughs> I do like So you he just made me lose every week. <laughs> I'm about to say I had a good point to start, and you did a coin flip. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was robbed. Oh. I think the listeners will agree. So, uh, the 32nd Devil's Advocate Challenge for Mr. Kyle Pauly. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me why Kevin Owens being subservient to Shane McMahon is good for his character. Oh, my God. And <laughs> go. Well, I'm actually going to give a real answer here. The only way I think this could be a positive, I think uh, Kevin Owens is playing Shane McMahon some way. I think he is going to lure Shane McMahon into thinking he has all the power and he's going to turn it on him in some way, either saying, well, I have a, I have a donor who's given me extra money or something along those lines, <laughs> or I've, I've earned my merchandise money and it doesn't really bother me. I was just joking with you. And he's going to kick him in the balls again. Okay. That's your 30 <laughs> seconds. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is now funding Kevin Owens to kick Shane McMahon <laughs> in the balls. There we go. He's going to start a GoFundMe and it's going to be a, <laughs> It's going to be advertised on the Stone Cold podcast. Maybe, oh yeah. my God. Maybe EC3 gives him the money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is the top 1%. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 16 of Russell Life Radio. Once again, we very much appreciate your listening. Uh, we just hit a new milestone tonight. So thank you all for listening. I, I know I say it multiple times every time I close the show, but you have no idea how much the three of us really appreciate your support. We will be back next week for Raw, SmackDown, and the preview of AEW All Out.
Woo. Thank you so much, everybody. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. See ya.